This is a 980 CKNW podcast. 6.46 on this Sunday morning. That means it's time to check in with Rick Forchuk and find out what's happening in theaters. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. It seems like Dwayne Johnson is a very, very busy man. He is a very busy man. And you know what? A very likable man. Um, I've had the opportunity to be uh, within, uh, you know, spitting distance of him uh, at various conferences, movie conferences, and a uh, very, very nice guy, but a giant. He's huge. <laughs> And, um, you know, when he was making a movie here in Vancouver, and he's done that more than once, uh, he was only too happy to give autographs and be very, very receptive to anybody that wanted to talk with him. So, um, yeah, busy guy. And his movie is called Rampage. That's the one that's out this weekend. And he stars as Davis Okoye. He's a primatologist in this special effects extravaganza that combines all the elements of a King Kong-style monster fest with some esoteric science and a lot of military action. The movie opens on a sophisticated version of the International Space Station, which we learn quickly is actually a privately owned research lab in space, where genetic experiments are taking place. They go wrong, and soon everybody but one female scientist is dead. The facility, along with the escaping scientist, destructs, leaving trails of cosmic debris across the sky, with some landing in a San Diego wildlife park, others in the wilds of Wyoming, and yet others in the Florida Everglades. Davis works with George. He's an albino silverback in that San Diego park, uh, an ape with, uh, to whom he's taught sign language. Soon the ape, an alligator in the swamp, and a wolf in the wild have encountered the remains of the orbiting station, and they become practically invulnerable giants with a very bad attitude and a reason to converge on downtown Chicago. Now, I thought this was a serious action movie in the early going and found the characters unbelievable and the situations ridiculous. It took some time to realize that this was being played for laughs, and once I arrived there, it was easy to sit back and watch the fun. Most of the characters were hard to believe, most of the situations bordering on silly, and stereotypes abounded, which is just okay. Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays a government agent, essentially mirroring his character Negan on The Walking Dead. The evil corporate woman driving the desire to rule the world, played by Malin Ackerman, and her dim bulb brother are cardboard cutout characters, and much of the destruction of Chicago elicits chuckles along the way. No real surprises here, but a fine popcorn movie. It will never win an Oscar for acting or best picture, but it's good fun. And much to my chagrin, I really liked it. The rating is 14A. It's Rampage, and uh, it's great fun at the movies, Jill. All right, good one if you want to turn your brain off for an hour or two. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, this next one I've not heard of, Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. Yeah, this is a surprisingly good horror flick, which was marketed as a spring break teenage raunch fest, but actually delivers far more substance than any of that. A group of longtime friends in all their final year all in their final year of college decide to go on just one more spring break caper across the border to Mexico. In a bar, they meet another young guy who befriends them, and uh, when the place closes, he tells them he knows an all-night place where they can keep partying. Turns out to be an old abandoned mission, and once inside, he suggests they play a game, truth or dare, which sounds somewhat lame, but he adds some enticing sidebars that make the drunk friends decide to participate. It turns out that there is a demonic side to this, and once the game, when, once you're in the game, you can't get out. And if you don't complete your assignment, you die. For example, tell the truth, what are your real feelings about Lucas? Well, this is a question given to Olivia, played by Lucy Hale from Pretty Little Liars. If she doesn't tell the truth, she dies, and if she tells the truth, she violates a lifetime friendship because she has a thing for Lucas, who is the boyfriend of her best friend. 
Well, once out of the old mission, sobered up and back home, they learn that the game has followed them home, and soon three are dead, each from a hideous situation. The premise is similar to the Final Destination movies, but the plot and details are far more complex. How can they get the game to end before they're all dead? Will the demon ever stop? All the answers are surprising, well executed, and an ending you will not see coming. And that's the truth. No <laughs> dare. Uh, rated 14 age, that's Bloomhouse's Truth or Dare. Good oh, movie. All right. Interesting one for sure. Uh, this next one, if you were a fan of The Best Marigold Hotel, my guess is you will also like Finding Your Feet. I think you will. Uh, it's a British comedy drama. It'll appeal to audiences like that like that movie, as it focuses on seniors whose lives are changing as retirement looms. And it also shares one major performer from that film, the Marigold film, in the person of Celia Imrie. When Sandra, played by Imelda Staunton, finds her husband Mike, played by John Sessions, at his retirement party doing the nasty with their best friend, uh, her upper-middle-class British life is left in tatters. Eventually, she seeks out the help and companionship of her offbeat sister, Biff, she's played by Emery, which finds them eventually taking a dancing class as a way to get past the acute embarrassment. The story turns into a sort of, let's see if we can make the nationals as the dancers see a bigger goal before them. Now, this is not a movie that I would expect is perfect for a night out, but rather one that will play really well on DVD or on demand about three months from now. The performances are just fine, but it's a small movie that will attract a small audience for small laughs and a little lightheartedness. Uh, 14A Ready, that's Finding Your Feet, Joe. All right. It does seem like that's the, the formula. They found the perfect formula for those films, and, and they work in that, uh, in that way. They really do. And it's a very specific kind of audience. There are those people that'll see them and say, well, that was just stupid, and others who just find them charming beyond belief. Now, this is charming. All right. Good indeed. Uh, Let's move on to Netflix and Lost in Space. Lost in Space, uh, the Netflix original launched on Friday just a couple of days ago. It's a more grown-up version than the 1965 original, and it might appeal to those who don't know the original. A family, part of a massive colonization of the stars by people of Earth, finds itself lost on an unknown planet after a major disaster occurs on their ship. Maple Ridge native Molly Parker from House of Cards, Deadwood, plays the mother, Maureen Robinson, a scientist who takes great interest in all that's happening to her crash-landed family from a sort of semi-detached scientific perspective. Maxwell Jenkins is young Will Robinson, who befriends an alien robot that has the ability to bail the family out of big trouble. And Parker Posey is the evil Dr. Smith, who slips into the family unit like a slimy slug slithers into your backyard. I watched the first two episodes out of ten for the first season, and I thought it was okay. It's shot on the lower mainland with a few tweaks to make the mountains look more alien. The rating is PG, and uh, that's Lost in Space. It's on Netflix. All right. Also, uh, Florida Project. Yeah, this movie had a lot of Oscar buzz, Jill. It's from last year, and a nomination for Willem Dafoe as Best Actor. Although it didn't win anything, it's still an interesting character study of families who live on the margins of society. Defoe plays the manager of a low-end motel in the shadow of Walt Disney World, and this motel is a place where the customers and the tenants live on the fringes, often poor from broken families or running from something. Part of his job is to get the people out before they've stayed 30 days. Florida law protects them as renters if they stay more than that, and they could become squatters and create all kinds of difficulties for the motel owners in getting them out eventually. A couple of families, both with little girls who play with one another, play the game trying to stay longer while he must evict them. It's a 14A rating. 
Um, Defoe's performance is good. I didn't see the movie as any kind of an Oscar contender. It's a little bit disjointed, but it's there for those who want to check it out, Joe. All right, that one is there. We've got a couple of minutes. Uh, if we can go to Fried Green Tomatoes is there, and we'll move on to Crave as well. Yep, Fried Green Tomatoes, 1991, Kathy Bates, just sensational in this story of people in the Deep South who go about their lives while one unhappy housewife befriends an elderly lady who regales her with stories of times gone by. Uh, on Crave TV, Counterpart has its final installment of its first season. Uh, this is a st- series that stars Oscar winner J.K. Simmons, the story of parallel worlds with duplicate characters, operatives who cross over from one world to the next. And uh, this one has uh, been wordy and slow-moving, but the concluding episode is a little bit better, Joe. All right, that one's uh, interesting-sounding. And uh, on TV, you can't get enough award shows. We know that. Can't get enough of those. Can't get enough country music. So this is the 53rd Annual Academy of Country Music Awards. It's from the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. We have Reba McIntyre doing the hosting duties for what promises to be a political commentary-free award show. That's the promise, so let's see if that happens. Among the scheduled performers are Luke Bryan, who's everywhere these days, Dirks Bentley and uh, Florida Georgia Line, Kelly Clarkson, who was Reba's daughter-in-law before Reba's most recent divorce, shows up to reunite with Reba on stage for a big song. That's on CBS Tonight, Joe. All right, good awards if people like country music. On that note, Rick, we will talk to you next weekend. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Rick. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa HD radio at 101.1 FM HD2 and on the AM dial 980 CKNW.